Is it purpose or focus? That drive that pushes. Photographer made it happen. Fashion design made it happen. Arthur made it happen. Artist made it happen. I'm here to tell you it takes focus and drive to push yourself to achieve your special place in life. You made it happen. I'm Linda Johnson, your host, and welcome to They Made It Happen. Time now for my truth. Let me tell you about a wonderful phenomenon in Chicago. And it's called The Tribe, spelled T-R-I-I-B-E. The Tribe is an African-American online news and digital media company based in Chicago. It was founded in 2017 by Morgan Elise Johnson and Tiffany Walden, along with web developer David Ulilo. In 2019, they published a print version of the Tribe Guide, an annual guide to Black Chicago. The site is a digital media platform that combines original reporting with documentary, creative writing, and photography to cover the stories of the Black community in Chicago. Now, they have collaborated with Chicago Reader on a multimedia series called Block Beat, which features Chicago artists and the neighborhoods they cite as influences. They have also created Another Life, a documentary series in which Johnson and Walden follow people managing the aftermath of lives lost to gun violence. Walden and Johnson were friends and sorority sisters who attended Northwestern University and wanted to create media that reflected the Chicago they were familiar with and which didn't just view Black neighborhoods as sources of crime and poverty. They originally created the publication for Black millennials, but later expanded their mission to include Black Chicagoans of all ages. In 2018, Walden was selected as one of Pointer's 2018 class for the Pointer NABJ Leadership Academy for Diversity in Digital Media. Morgan Johnson made the Forbes 30 Under 30 media list in 2019. In March 2021, both Walden and Johnson were featured on the cover of Chicago Magazine's The New Power 30 issue. Now, if you were not familiar with the tribe, this awesome digital media that was founded by these two young African-American women, now you have. So go ahead and Google it, find out about it, read about it, and then go ahead and subscribe to it because you won't be sorry. This You have to subscribe. Because when you know you, it's amazing what they cover. Again, when you know you, you know yourself and you know the truth. So check out the tribe. Go ahead, check out the tribe and subscribe to it. Go to the tribe and it's spelled T-R-I-I-B-E, thetribe.com and subscribe. Read about it. Get to know it. 
And that's my truth. And now for my pathway segment featuring up and coming brand new artists giving her first interview, Jamia. Well, my name is Jamia <laughs> and I'm 23 years old. I'm from North Chicago, Illinois, which is a suburb in uh, Northern Illinois. Yeah. And I've been um, singing my whole life and I also went into acting when I started to like get a little bit older and I love to write and all that other type of stuff. So I just like to consider myself as just like an artist all around. Yes. A performing artist. I love it. Yeah, now, did you always know you wanted to be an artist or on stage? Yeah, I mean, like, I always knew I wanted to be, like, big for something, so I would kind of, like, hop around jobs, but I always knew I wanted to be, like, a star. Okay, so I I know when you were in junior high, I saw a couple of your junior high productions, and you were the star. You had, like, the leading role, and you were just simply amazing, and I'm making light of that because, I mean, you pretty much carried the whole performance, because you oh man, <laughs> tell me a little bit about your first one. Do you remember that back when you were like 14, I think? Um, like my first role role, like in drama. Yeah, your first yeah, I, was, role. I was in the sixth grade. Well, my first role, I was like the main character. I was in the seventh grade and it was all shook up and I played Natalie and it was like all Elvis music. So that was fun. I mean, like just doing drama drama club and like doing musicals and doing plays like it was just always fun like it was just exciting and just gave like a rush and it was just like adrenaline like I just loved it I just love drama club right now so did you all also perform in high school did you do production yeah or? I did uh well I continued doing drama and then I did a speech team which I was like very 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 deeply involved in. I was in speech team all four years of high school. I also did like show choirs, acapella choir, like blue tones and stuff like that. Wow. So did that carry over into college as well? Yeah. I mean, I didn't do a lot of extracurriculars in college, but I did go to college as an acting major. So I went into the theater program at Illinois State. And, um, you know, I also was involved in like Black Artist League and things like that. That's amazing. <laughs> so, you know what? A lot of young people listen to my show also. And I just have to ask you that because they're, you know, I know this is the question they're going to want to know. How did you prepare? How do you prepare for major roles or just if you want to go into acting in high school or junior junior high? How do you prepare yourself for that? Um, I will always say just like be willing to like try new things and like step out the box, especially in theater. Like it's always just kind of like a plus if you do like more and like just go grand and go big or go home. But once you get <laughs> to college, the main thing you need to do in college is read the play. Like that mm. is what's going to get you for, further in life. Like they give you the play, read it before you go into the audition, get to know the characters, get to know the whole story because you never know what they're going to call you in for or ask you to play or ask you to do. And you just got to kind of be ready for whatever that the director is going to throw at you, you know? Right. So any auditions, you have to just like, hey, come and sing this song and just be ready and just go and sing. Did, did that ever happen to you? Um. Well, 
my department wasn't really like a musical department. We didn't sing a lot. We just did like strictly acting mm. for the most part. So my singing was kind of like not, it wasn't that much. I did my singing kind of like on my own. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So looking back um, in those times when you were acting and you were singing and all of that, what would you say was your biggest failure? Um, <laughs> my biggest failure, probably. Did you ever like crash and burn in front of anyone or just? Like... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you kind of have to learn how to save yourself. I'll probably say like my biggest failure will probably be like me, like having a costume change and like the costume change doesn't work out. And then I'm sitting here and everybody's waiting for me to get on stage. And it's taking me like 30 extra seconds. And you got to figure out like why you were missing for so long. And they'd be like, <laughs> everybody's trying to like carry on the scene while they're waiting for you to get out your costume change. That's probably like the biggest. Because <laughs> you're so young. That is so funny. Um, so I'm, I'm sure you learned something from that. I mean, you, what can yeah. you learn from that? Just make sure the costume is right before you go I out mean, or whatever. You just, you just, you just move on. I mean, things happen sometimes. Yeah. The next show you, you know, you have many times to get it right after that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's talk about what you're doing now. Now you just re released your first single cut ties. Tell me about this. Now you wrote this, correct? Yeah, I wrote it. I'm so excited about this. Tell me about this. Um, well, Cut Ties is very, very special to me because um, I was writing it at a tough time in my life. You know, obviously I was going through heartbreak and everything, and I felt like I turned it into a really positive experience. Mm -hmm. And like, this was my first time like putting the song out on like major platforms and like really pursuing myself as like this artist, you know, really taking my artistry like to a different level and like seriously. And I just felt like Cut Ties was just like the perfect song to like do it with. And it's received a lot of positive feedback. So it's very, very like special to me. Okay. So it's doing well. Mm -hmm. And it's on, it's available on all digital outlets, right? Yeah. It's on all platforms. You can find it everywhere, even on SoundCloud. Wow. Yeah, I wrote the single back in March and then I had recorded it in May, but it took a long time to get it put out because of like business and stuff that I did not know at first when I was writing it. It was just like a lot of business that goes behind the scenes that I did not know about. But once I became aware of it, you know, I got my ducks in a row and I ended up putting it out the right way. What did you learn about behind the scenes when you said there's a lot of things that goes on when you're putting out a single? What did you what was some of your experiences going through that? Well, um, like many artists, when they first start out, we get our beats from YouTube. So mm -hmm. that was uh, I found Cut Ties, like the beat for Cut Ties on YouTube. And, um, you know, those type of beats, you can't really like put it out and make money off of it until you buy the masters or like the rights off of that producer. So I had to, at first I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So I had just like basically made the song and all this other stuff. And like when I was ready to put it out, I had figured out, okay, I have to go and buy the masters before I can really like distribute it onto streaming platforms. So I had to get in contact with the producer by the masters. And then I went and uh, copyrighted my work because um, I was talking to, you know, other people in the industry who were telling yeah. me, hey, you should really copyright this because it's really good. You, you want to make sure that you protect yourself, you protect your song and that it doesn't get stolen or anything like that. 
So going through copywriting and also going through publishing, just, you know, you know, like, the wow. Big, yeah. Yeah, I guess you do. You go through all these steps and a lot of things, like you said, you didn't even know about that. And I certainly don't know, but right. um, it's a learning experience. And I think you come away from an experience like that, getting your single out there, your first yeah. one out there, you've learned this and no one could take that away from you now. You know what you have yeah. to do. Um, so is there an album coming forth as a result? Or I know you still write, you write, you're still yeah. writing. So are you trying to get together with is an EP or is uh, it's more- definitely an EP. Yeah. It's not an album, but it's yeah. definitely an EP or we could call it a project that I'm putting together. And uh, the name of it is No Longer Scared. Wow. And yes, uh, this is my really my first time kind of like announcing it to people that that's the name of it. But yeah, it's, okay. definitely- it's out there now. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's out there now. It's it's. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. So when do you think you're going to have that um, um, ready to release? Hopefully by the spring. OK, yeah, I'm getting cl- like I'm close to the end. I'm really close to the end. So so is this Hopefully a solo? Yeah, go ahead. Is this a solo project for you or are there others on this um, record with you? Uh, yeah, there's a few. Well, there's just really one person that has made the project with me. Um, okay. But there's a lot of people who have been helping me with this project. Like, I did not do this alone. Like, yes, it's my concept, and I'm obviously I'm calling the shots. Of but course. I've ran into so many people who like are producing it and making my beats and help editing it and mixing it and mastering it. And it's just like it's it's a collaborative experience, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited for people to hear. It's nerve wracking because it's like it's my music is like personal to me. So it's just kind of yeah. like I feel like people are about to like see a personal side of me, but it's good. I think that's good. But, you know, Mary J. Blige is like that. Whenever yeah. I know you've probably heard this, whenever her music is awesome and it's amazing, it's because she's going through something. She's experienced something in her life and then she's able to write this and perform it. And it's always hits, you know? So do you think you're something like that in terms of when you said earlier, you're writing about your experiences in your life. So is it kind of a flavor like Mary J. Blige? Not that you're trying to be like her, but I mean, she's great to emulate. Well, Mary J. was always an inspiration to me, like just all the R&B. Mary J. and Monica and all the R&B girls, Keisha Cole, like Beyonce, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. So all of their music has put, uh, has rubbed off on me. Like when I view R&B, I view the literal words rhythm and blues and blues is emotional. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's just what my music gives as well. Like it just gives R&B, you know, like. Mm-hmm. The real, you so know? have you been performing also? Yeah, I actually have started performing uh, at the end of 2022, which has been something new. So, yeah. So you've been on stage performing your single. Um, Yeah, I've been performing at just like bars, like sports bars. Yeah. And, like, around town and um, around Illinois. Oh, that's amazing. So that's, oh my God, that's good. I mean, because you're getting yeah. up in front of people doing your own music. I yeah, think what's, that's what, great. what's crazy is, What's crazy is um, I actually like DJ Prophet and Nat Jilla, who actually um, are like DJs around uh, Lake County, reached yeah. out to me. I didn't, I didn't even know that they yeah. heard of my song or anything 
anything like that, but they reached out to me because they were hosting at these bars and they reached out to a lot of like local artists around Lake County and was just like, Hey, do you, you know, do you want to sing here? And once I sunk at the first event that they had, they just, you know, kept calling me back. I also have a friend, Mousepad and Champagne, who called me out to his show, the Half House Takeover at the Canopy Club. And that was like a great experience. So. I'm loving it. So I know you see yourself doing this. So for instance, five years from now, where do you see yourself? Uh, Five years from now, I see myself (laughs) definitely big. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely um, bigger than I am now. I can't really say. I definitely see myself just in a bigger position with album out or on the way you know right right I, I, I envision like my debut album like be with like big artists and like I've always wanted to work with so I just see myself like in that mode in five years like networking with the artists that I you know in the industry and just mm-hmm. doing my thing for sure yes absolutely who would you really like to do a collaborative with that's famous. Uh, that's so hard because there's so many people. That I know because you said you have like Mary J. Blige, Beyonce. So it's so yeah. many people that I want to work with, but I feel mm-hmm. like the ones that I feel like we could really like meet the same vibe and like match the same vibe would probably be like Summer Walker, Janae Aiko. Yeah. It's like we all match the same vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. But I want to work with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you see yourself being pretty much staying a solo artist, writing your own music and having a team? Uh, You know, you have your own producers and uh, someone that does the music for you. Um, I definitely plan to still be hands on in my music. I never thought I could do it on my own. So now that I've proved to myself that I can do it and like see I want to see how far I can push my pen but knowing how beautiful like I do appreciate the art of songwriting and there's mm-hmm. a lot of songwriters out there who wrote songs that have touched my whole heart and soul so it's like if I ever run into those certain songwriters I would never say that I wouldn't work with them you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or if they came to me with a fire song was like hey I want you to sing this I would never be like no I'm not singing I only sing my own stuff like that's just kind of stupid to me <laughs> You know, I definitely still right. plan to write my own stuff and, you know, because I appreciate my writing as well. Right. So do you so you feel like you're going to remain a solo artist? Yeah. Oh, I can see that, too. I can really see that. And you remind me, well, I've heard your song a few times and it's so beautiful. Thank uh, you. you. You're welcome. You remind me of a 90s artist. You oh, know, nice. with, I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, just just that whole vibe, that mellow singing, like you said, that straight R&B, that kind of funk to it, um, a lot of lyrics. And this, and I think a lot of the artists from the 90s could actually really, really sing, not taking anything away from the, the modern artists, you know, in the last five or six, seven years or whatever. But I just think those artists in the early 2000s, like Monica and and, and a lot of those uh, people in that genre, are, are, and they still sing, you know, and they're you you kind of remind me of that kind of vibe, you know, because it's kind of laid back and just mellow. I, well, I think that's the vibe that like I kind of that's like the R&B that I grew up on. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like the R&B that I choose to make. I think also like the R&B girls, I think today they're giving it, you know, but it's just like it's different times. And like even the version of R&B 
is different than it was in the 90s. Like even the sound and just like, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, it's like even the sound and the vibe is just kind of like different, and it's like our R and B is a little more hip hoppy in a way. Like it's still not even R and B; it's kind of like a little hip hop and trappy a little bit. Mm-hmm. These days and back then, it was more like slow ballads, and you know, yeah, it was. So it just did yeah. like two different type of vibes. But I do really appreciate both sides of R and B. But that's kind of like the R and B that I grew up on, so that's kind of what I give. You know. Yeah, that's what that's what I hear in your in your music. Um, I've I've watched a couple of videos when you're performing live on stage, and that's what I got. And I mean, I love it because I mean, I think you really have to have a command of your voice and know your voice and know your range. And I think you know that, and you're in the pocket with that. Seriously, yeah. um, I know you've mentioned a few people, um, big stars, Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, and a few others that. Um, you you have uh, they really been inspirational to you. So I know you have family members also that sing, right. and they're awesome. So do you think that they've also kind of been like there for you, or maybe you've gotten some inspiration from them? Of course, of course, yeah. that's my biggest inspiration. I've seen them sing my whole life. So mm-hmm. obviously, my auntie Kishi and mm-hmm. my auntie Linnell are like the most famous singers in our family and they are like my biggest inspirations. I look up to both of them the most and my Titi Kishi, she's always, you know, here supporting me and she always wants to see my performances and she'd be like, why didn't you send me the performance that you was at? And then I'm, like, I'm going to need you to open your eyes. She going to always make sure that- you know, because she knows how bad I want it. So she going to always make sure she pushes me. And even I'll be like, oh, my Titi. But I know she's doing it out of love. So Yeah, I, I love that. I love that they are. They're phenomenal singers. They have the voices in this area. Yeah. And uh, you, her entire family is very, very um, talented. And uh, like they say, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. And that's true in your case. You know, you just have that gene, that singing gene. So I know you aspire to do this and I know you're going to do a, do an amazing job. And, um, and you're, you know, the thing about you is you're just so humble, so sweet, so funny, and so down to earth. And I know in this industry, it's dog eat dog. And I see you going into this industry because that's what you want to do. So I can just say to you, fly, soar and go for it, but just be careful you know, because there's there's a lot that you have to be cautious of in this industry. Um, what what kind of things do you think that you really have to look out for when you're going into this industry, being a young performer as yourself, and you're trying to get out there and do this? I think the most thing that I'm going to be cautious for going into the industry is just like contracts and stuff, like signing paperwork and just like making sure that my business is always being protected. Because at the end of the day, like. I think our main, like a lot of us artists just want to get out there and we want to be on top. We want to be on the main stages, but some, some of those people are like making like huge sacrifices and like going through backdoor deals and like even signing a deal that looked pretty. And then years, you know what I'm saying? Like it just never, everything that glitters ain't gold. And I just want to make sure that if I'm signing something or if I'm, you know what I'm saying? Signing to a labor or anything that I'm being protected and I'm not going to get, you know, messed over. Right. 
because you know sometimes people just see you as like a dollar sign and they don't really care about the art and it's like me I care about the art like this is it's more than just the money to me and you know a lot of people just be in it just for the money so I think that's one thing that I know I have to protect myself about like okay we're, we're you know what I'm saying yeah. you hear, get over on me or <laughs> you really like you really like me you know what I'm saying you're really trying to help right. me right um what would you say to budding artists out there that you know you've made progress and you're you're doing it you're you're going about your career what would you say to someone that that is young like you because you're a young woman in your early 20s so what would you say to someone coming along that hasn't um done what you've haven't accomplished what you've accomplished and haven't done what you've done what would you say to them um that's crazy because I feel like I'm just now getting started like I'm just not getting my feet in the water but I guess what I'll say somebody who hasn't done what I've done already yeah be like just go like just put yourself out there and I feel like there's so many like once you decide that you're gonna do this like once you decide okay hey I'm gonna follow my dream I'm gonna follow my path it's like you're gonna find a lot of reasons as to why you feel like you can't do it why you feel like you're not ready or why you feel like you gotta wait a little bit longer and it's all of that is just cap all of that is just lies and like you really just gotta put yourself out there and just Stop, you know, don't let fear limit yourself. Don't put, don't let yourself stand in your own way, you know? Right. I like that. Just don't let yourself stand in your own way. Right. Because there's going to be people already trying to throw obstacles in your life. Like you don't need to add on to those other people. That's so true because, you know, Jamia, you being a young woman, I'm sure you've already had a little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, people say they can do this for you. And I think you have to really be careful of the promises that are made to you, right? Mm-hmm. Especially being a young African-American female artist. Thank you so much for stopping by. And, Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Yeah. My yeah. first interview. <laughs> <laughs> and this will not be your last, you know. Um, I, I just wish you well. You're so extremely talented. So your your song, your 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 single Cut Ties is out there on all digital outlets. All streaming platforms by Jamia Ane, J-A-M-I-A. Yes. How can they follow you? Do you what is your um, social media? You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at She's So Impressive, Impressive with an E. Also on TikTok. Um, and I'm on YouTube, I'm on SoundCloud. I have all the usernames everywhere. amazing amazing so you guys check her out and also check out her single her brand new single cut ties available on all digital outlets jamia is a the new voice i'm just gonna throw it out there this girl right here can straight up sing y'all so go ahead (laughs) and get her single go download it buy it purchase it whatever you have to do Okay, Clean it, listen to it, share it, send it to your mama, have it playing in the car while you're doing your makeup, have it playing in the bathroom. Like, literally, it's a good song. It really, really is. Jamia, thank you so much. I love you thank and you. I wish you the most. Love you. That's a wrap for this week, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next time for another great episode of They Made It Happen with yours truly, Linda. Linda.